Welcome in to uh, Mental Health Show with uh, Marcy and uh, me. I'm Jay Paul, of course, here on KTOE AM 1420, FM 102.7, and streaming online, for those of you who do that these days, at KTOE.com. Uh, Marcy Tetro is a local uh, clinical social worker here in Mankato. We've had her on the last few Fridays and starting to catch on, Marcy. You're starting to catch fire, girl. Uh, we have a really great show today with guest speaker uh, guest speaker here, too, that uh, Marcy will introduce, too. First of all, uh, remind everybody what the show is all about here every Friday for, at 1010. What we're doing every Friday is that we're combating the stigma of mental health. And we're also uh, targeting suicide prevention. So this whole show is geared towards answering questions or basically being a big resource for everybody in the community on where to go for help. Yeah, exactly. And uh, no, no, we're not trying to drum up a, a business for anybody or anything. We're just trying to help people and maybe point them in a direction they need uh, might need to go and uh, to help them in life. Because uh, it's, uh, it's becoming a huge, bigger and bigger problem as we go. Um, and the, for many reasons, of course, but, uh, we have gift cards. You've, you've been busy, girl. What do you got? We have a gift card for the La, the La Plaza Fiesta. It's a Mexican restaurant in Medillia. We also have a gift card for Harbor Home and Gifts, which is located in St. Peter. They actually have a lot of gift, uh, books that we'll be, uh, recommending or, um, offering as a tool. Um, we also have, uh, we're very fortunate to have two tickets from Stages Theater, they are having uh, a really neat musical, a yeah. world a world debut actually, in Hopkins, Minnesota, called Maybe. Um, it's a children's book about believing in yourself and how we have endless potential. And it's honestly sure. a really big message that I think we as clinicians and social workers really try to hit home to all our clients. And um, it's just a very powerful book. But um, miraculously, they actually made it into a musical. And so it, right now it's showing till February 12th up at stages. Yeah, so you got plenty of time. Now, this is for people who call in and contribute to the uh, show here. Uh, yeah, so anyone who calls in with a question for our, for our special guest will get the two tickets. It's one adult and one uh, child for February 11th at 1 p.m. And you can stay anonymous when you call in. doesn't matter. But we're just, you know, trying to help each other through uh, these weird times we've got, you know, the 2000s. <laughs> And uh, there's a lot of places you can go around town to get help. Uh, Mayo has uh, uh, some help for you. Prairie Care, Christian Family Solutions, uh, Nystrom and Associates. Uh, there's any number of uh, what's what's the uh, is it nine eight eight? Is that the number or what's for our phone number? No, what the for the suicide? Uh, I'm not uh, sure. I have to, I'll have to look on break and get yeah. back to everybody. But we do have a there's crisis text lines you can text, and there's also the local crisis shelter. Um, yeah, nine eight eight suicide and crisis lifeline is uh, nationwide, and it's huge. I guess they've uh, gone from uh, they've like twenty times the call since they made it uh, 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 nationwide. So nine eight eight, use it if you have to. That's for sure. All right, go ahead. Sorry. All right. So this week we actually have a shout out. Um, so I came across a social worker named Alex Hughes. She works for. Uh, Nicollet County as a children's social worker, and she's getting a shout-out this week because she is uh, dedicated to her clients and helping them get care. Um, she's very compassionate, very smart, very kind, but it's definitely a hard job, and it's not easy with what they're managing for cases uh, with COVID and the isolation and just the sheer number of increasing cases. Um, she's a great worker, and Nicollet County is lucky to have her. So I just want to say thank you, Alex, for all the work that you do in the field, and keep up the great work. Exactly. Now, again, 625-1420, uh, if you want to add something to the program, maybe get uh, one of these 
growing number of uh, gift cards that we have. In fact, we have a couple of t- passes, too, to uh, Dancing with the uh, Stars that's going on in Blue Earth County Stars a fundraiser for uh, uh, in the county here. for That's tomorrow at the Mayo Civic uh, uh, Plaza there. Or, uh, uh, so uh, we have, uh, well, let's bring in your guest here. Let's... This is your guest. Go ahead and uh, introduce her for us. All right. So I'm really excited to announce our guest today. She's a DBT therapist at Nystrom and Associates here in Mankato. Um, I have the honor and pleasure of working with Anne, and uh, I had the fortunate um, experience to actually watch her in action. So um, what what caught me um, with Anne, what I really, I think, touched my heart and that I got to see her work with the client and what she'd said, and it spoke to my heart because what this show is about is about when life gets complicated or messy. Um, we kind of, you know, we've we have this idea that life is a yellow brick road, and Anne had said something very similar to this, and I'm like, oh, hey, that sounds familiar. The message I share on the show all the time is like, life isn't easy; it gets complicated, and what do we do when uh, tragedy strikes or trauma strikes? That's beyond our control. And Anne was phenomenal in what I saw, and it's just like it totally just touched my heart and so I'm really honored uh, to have Anne today so welcome well thank you I'm glad to be here and this is a song she picked out for you There you go. Ann Wheaton, DBT provider. Welcome, Ann. Glad to have you on the show. What is DBT? DBT is um, is a form of, it's an intensive treatment for individuals who are struggling with suicidal ideation, suicidal behavior, self-harm, a lot of high-risk behaviors. Um, and so it's a pretty intensive program that helps these individuals, both adolescents and adults, to kind of work through some of the problems that they're having to work on helping manage their emotions. It's about relationship building or ending toxic relationships. So it's a little bit of everything that really helps to create a life worth living for these um, individuals who are really struggling with that high risk, um, impulsive, unsafe behavior. Very nice. Yeah. I was going to say, I bet uh, the numbers have increased, but of course they have because 20, 30 years ago, we didn't have all this help for people. Mm -hmm. You know, so I bet a lot of people taking advantage of it? Um, I think so. I do think it's one of those programs. It's a pretty intensive. It's a year-long program, so sometimes it's harder for people to commit to it. But I also believe that DBT, we talk about this intensive program that we offer, but a lot of people can we talk about DBT informed. So a lot of individuals who not aren't even this extensive program are learning the skills in other forms and in therapy as well, because I believe everybody can use the skills of how to regulate our emotions, how to interact and have healthy relationships. So sure. But you do have seen the numbers have increased. You see a lot more um, high risk impulsive behavior, self harm behavior, suicidal ideation, um, even in the last two years. I mean, the COVID did not help that situation, so we have seen a lot more of that. And it's all ages, too. right? It is. It's all ages. All ages, it's, all sexes, all everything. You know, it all is everything. everything. It's and you're, it feels like we're seeing it younger now. I mean, I think it's always been there, but I do think we're seeing it more. Mm. Like it's coming out there more, and people are actually seeking the help more for the younger individuals okay. because it's it's out there a lot more than it. I think it has been in the past so how does it work like let's say i were to sign up for dbt what would i like what what would i expect or what would you how would you explain it to someone as far as like the the hours and 
Okay, so it's different if you do because we have al there's adolescent programs and there's also adult programs. So I'll kind of explain the adult because that's kind of what I focus on the most. Although we do have both. Um, for an adult, it's a year-long program. So you're committing to every week therapy where you really focus on your high-risk intensive behaviors like suicidal behavior, self-harm behavior. It could be um, drug use. It could be eating disorder behavior. It can be many of those type of behaviors. So we focus on that in therapy. And on top of that, you have to participate in a two-hour group, which is developing skills. And so we're teaching skills on how to tolerate and get through situations we don't know how we can't handle we can't change i still have to get through it but i can't fix it or solve it right now um, a lot of emotion regulation we're dealing with um, so many individuals where their emotions are all over the place we call them roller coaster of emotions we want to look help them learn the skills to manage their emotions and effectively deal with them because we all have emotions it's not about invalidating the emotion it's about noticing that i'm feeling angry i'm feeling sad i'm feeling whatever I'm feeling this way, I have to experience it, and I still have to get through it without you know, self-harming or wanting to hurt myself or do something that is harmful. We have a call. Hi, KTOE. Who's this? You, you, you don't have to give your name, but anything you want to add to the show? Hello, hello. Uh, they must be gone. All right. Go ahead. And the other thing we teach is interpersonal effectiveness skills, like how to make relationships, have healthy relationships, in toxic relationships. So... In that program, you're learning throughout the year how to take care of yourself better, how to create that life worth living and decreasing those unhealthy behaviors, increasing skills so you can, act, we hope to actually, in my air quotes, be happy or enjoy life. Wow, that sounds like a lot. It is. I find the program to be very um, rewarding. Um, I enjoy it. Love, I love the clients that we work with. Uh, they're there. They want to get better. They have to commit to this intensive program, and they really want to get better. And so I think that's the biggest piece of it is not that people who, don't, who come to therapy don't want to get mm -hmm. better, but this is you have to come. You have to be there. You have to do the work because if you don't, then we say you're not right for the program, and then sometimes you, you get, you know, we take you out of the program for a while because you're not committed to doing what you need to do for yourself. Right. When you said it was really rewarding, can you tell us a little bit more about the rewarding part in watching clients go from one point to another point and after they've done the program for a year? I think what I found rewarding too is they come in and they're pretty, um, they struggle a lot. You know, suicidal ideation, self-harm behaviors, pretty intensive, um, harmful behaviors, impulsive behaviors, and they're pretty lost and pretty just kind of like not knowing where they want to go or what they want in life. And so it's really nice to be able to work with them. You develop a really close relationship with them because we spend so much time together. And we help them get to that point where at the end they're like, you know, they might still have some of these urges, but they have the skills. You see them going out. You see them enjoying life a little bit better. And that's really rewarding because where they came from was like, nope, I want to stay at home. I don't want to do anything. I don't have healthy relationships. I'm not coping. I'm self-harming. And at the end they're like, yeah, I'm actually going out and doing things. Maybe I'm working. Maybe I'm doing other things, which is really rewarding for me. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty awesome. I mean, I think the to to hear and to see the progress mm -hmm. is pretty amazing, and to know that this treatment modality of DBT works. And it and it does. I have found it. I have been doing it probably for about 13 years, intensive like this, and I have seen a lot of positive um, return in it. And I just, it's happy. I'm happy that it helps clients because that's what I do. I want to help people. I want to be there for people. And I can see that this program is, um, does that for the individuals that, that are struggling. Well, it sounds pretty powerful, Anne. Thank you. It is. Yeah. And if you uh, want more information, think this might be something for you, you can call 
Nystrom and Associates, uh, 507-225-1500. Is that the number there? Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can call us, 625-1420. If uh, you call before, I know you have to wait a little bit until we get a little break so we can fit you into the conversation, but you're welcome to call 625-1420 and uh, get on here. We'll uh, uh, break in a couple of minutes for news. We've got Ashley in the newsroom. we got uh, Sully with the local sports. We'll get an ABC update and also a word from the LFN. And then we'll be back with Marcy and Anne on the uh, other side of that break. But we still have a couple of minutes here. We can uh, keep you guys talking if you want. All right. So I'm curious, Anne. Let's say right now we have maybe grandparents listening, mm-hmm. um, family members with, uh, with maybe with loved ones that are struggling. What would maybe be something that they would see like, oh, hey, I heard this on the radio about DBT. What would maybe they see that might be like, oh, maybe we should you know, call me or maybe we should call somebody and look into maybe a DBT. Like, is there any, anything a parent should look for or anything a grandparent or might see at a family gathering or anything like that? I think, I mean, that's a tough one because I think mental health in general, you can be looking for a lot of different signs. I think, you know, with individuals, you could see like, you know, if you're noticing they're isolating, they're not engaging with people. They're not, if they're teenagers, they're like avoiding school, they're failing classes. You see changes in behaviors like that. That would be something that I think would indicate specifically, possibly they need some type of therapy maybe. I'm not necessarily saying it's a DBT thing. Um, At that point, I think we assess for that as they go because a lot of times we need to look for like the self-harm behavior. If they're substance use, they could be, if they're using that type of stuff, you know, if they're cutting themselves or they're, you know, burning themselves or they're doing some picking or anything that could be self-harm, eating disorder behaviors, all of those things would be signs of need possibly for mental health. And then more intensive treatment would be maybe the DBT, depending on how severe it is or how troubling it is for people. So it's kind of hard to know specifically, but Mm -hmm. those would be the signs I'd really look for just determine if they need therapy in general, which would be a, a start, I think. Yep, I think that, that sounds great, Ann. I think it's just helpful for people, even if it's like the signs mm-hmm. of isolating or withdrawing, but mm-hmm. something for parents and grandparents to look out for Yep, would be is good. I always think, well, I miscounted, by the way. We still have four minutes until the break, oh. but um, so plenty of time still. <laughs> all right, so, I'm going to move on to our next question then. So, all right, Ann, if you could talk to one demographic right now that are struggling, what group would it be and what would you say? I kind of find that difficult because I think all demographics right now are really um, possibly struggling more than we would like to believe sometimes. But one demographic that I think is more problematic than I have remembered growing up through my my childhood is I don't, I think being a young adult, well, young child, adolescent, I think that's the demographic I'd really focus on because I just think life is so hard. Um, Kids are bullies. Kids are being mean. Um, they're unkind that you have social media, which is really putting out there, which really, you know, gives a lot of stuff for our adolescents to like shaming themselves, body images and stuff like that. So I really feel like that demographic is struggling a lot more. I could be wrong, but that's kind of what I've been seeing, you know, through some of the, the last few years. And I think it's hard for them. I mean, we've learned asking for help is a hard thing to do. And I really would encourage anybody who's feeling even if I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling sad, I'm finding myself to be anxious, I want to avoid things, I'm feeling peer pressured, I would really encourage those those individuals to talk to parents, talk to a trusted teacher or somebody that they really trust, because I do feel like they are getting some of the help that they really need, and then they're, it's coming into adulthood, which is making it more problematic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of where I would start, I guess. But I think adults, too. <laughs> Let's take a quick call here. Hi, KTOE. 
Hey, KTOE. Hi, I just have I just have a question for Marcy and Anne. Yeah, you would have to hang on. We do, do we have the headphones for? You gotta have to listen. Okay, go ahead. I was just wondering what a DPT skill that you recommend for anxiety is. Um. Oh, geez. I echo, sorry. Um, uh, one of the skills that we teach, we talk about a lot of distress tolerance skills, and one of the ones that we teach, it's called the TIP skill. And we use that, it's like decrease, like in temperature. T stands for temperature. So we're going to have you put your face in cold water. We're going to have an ice pack under your eyes. Because when you're really anxious, that will help bring your body temperature down and the heart rate down. Um, and so that helps. Um, again, with, with that, if you have heart issues or eating disorder issues, that's not something we recommend is using the temperature because it could really affect you. Um, the second one would be intense exercise, which is what the I stands for, like working out, or even if it's just like for five minutes, I'm going to do a run, I'm going to run in place, I'm going to do jumping jacks. Again, that helps decrease the anxiety and slows our body down. Paced breathing, which would be indicating breathing in on a count of five, exhaling on a count of seven, so it slows your body down again. And you're doing these mindfully in the sense of when I'm breathing – or when I'm exercising or whatever, I'm doing it, paying attention to that. So if my mind wanders, nope, I have to bring it back to that um, situation. And then the other one that goes with that tip skill is um, paired muscle relaxation, which is kind of doing the going from your feet, tightening them and exhale, you know, loosening them and noticing that and do the body relaxation that way. All right. Does that answer your question? Yeah, thank you. I know we have, uh, we have a gift certificate, but how are we going to get your... Or uh, the tickets. Yeah, or do you want, did you uh, have a, what do we have? We have uh, we have La Plaza Fiesta Mexican Restaurant. We have tickets to stages, to the, the musical, maybe. We have a boutique store from My Happy Place or Her Happy Place, no, donated by just, her. She said I didn't need any of that. She just oh. wanted the, the advice. Oh, awesome. So, okay, cool? well, thank you. There you go. Well, thank you. All right, so 625-1420 uh, uh, does the trick. <laughs> Back on a Mental Health Friday with Marcy Tetro and Ann Wheaton this time. Both are, uh, yeah, you're a, both are mental health professionals here to help you and uh, yours. So if you have anything to add to the show, you can certainly call us at 625-1420 and uh, we can get you on today. Uh, Marcy, uh, go ahead. This is KTOE AM 1420, 102.7 FM. And streaming online at KTOE.com. It's all yours, Mars. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. So one of the things that I think surprises me or impresses me about you, Anne, is that some people get burnt out in the field after two years of social work or two years of being a therapist, uh, two, three, four years. Depends on the location um, and where you work. Um, But tell us, how many years have you been doing this for? Well, I have been in the mental health field for about 32 years, and I have actually been, um, been I've actually been a clinical therapist for the last 25 years. So um, I have enjoyed my ride here. I do really enjoy what I do. There are times that I'm like, I'm not sure, because it gets very stressful. It gets very overwhelming at times. 
Um, and at the same time, I continue because I really do like people. I do really want to see the best um, lives for other people. I love to be able to help them. I don't do all the work. They do most of the work. I'm just there to help guide them. And um, it's a really rewarding outcome to see when people do, you know, like I, they come in and I'm like, I'm feeling better. I'm, I'm able to do these things. That's very rewarding in all sets, not just in mm-hmm. the DBT therapy that I do, but just in the regular therapy that I also provide. Yeah. But the other thing that keeps me going is um, I have some amazing coworkers and I have the support and the guidance from my coworkers, from my clinical directors, my boss, they just make it a lot easier with that support because you know like when I'm having a rough day, I can go talk with somebody, they help me work through it. And that is really a very important part of being in the mental health field is you need to have that support from others, not just, you're not, you can't be out there on on the island by yourself. Right. It's definitely not a Lone Ranger job. No. Um, You know, listeners, as you're listening to Anne, she's, she's very graceful in the way that she talks about her work and the clients doing the work. But what you may not um, know is that Anne is actually one of uh, our colleagues at the office who is highly admired. Um, one of, I even yesterday before she came on the show in the lunchroom, and she gave me permission to share this on the radio, um, she thanked Anne for being her like mentor for the last three years. So she's, a, she's been you know, new in the field. And she said every time she needs help or needs guidance on something, she always turns to Anne. And Anne's been there for her the whole time. And she just said she looks up to you so much and you're such an encourager for her. And I think when someone has this gift, it really stands out as a provider because you can feel that. And that's the reason why I asked you to come on the show, Anne, because I got to saw that. I got to see that um, in an interaction that we had uh, with a client and the way that you provided care and your demeanor and your, your personality and who you are, your values, it all really shines through and comes through. And I think when it's so powerful like that and when you, when you can connect to people on that type of level, that is the power, I think, that really changes lives and it really makes a difference in therapy. And that's why I really wanted to have you on today because you are so wonderful and so great at what you do. So I just want to say thank you. And um, so thank you for your work with your clients, for impacting and saving lives, your dedication to the field and being a mentor that everyone uh, looks up to. One, um, you know, and the biggest thing that they said too was that you're just the biggest encourager and that makes such a difference for them. So you make a uh, difference to us, your colleagues, your clients, and to the greater community and throughout Minnesota, because as we do telehealth. So on the behalf of a colleague and also a Gustavus alum, thank you from the bottom of our hearts, Anne, for being such a wonderful uh, a wonderful colleague and friend and uh, influence in the field. So thank you for coming on today. Well, thank you for having me. It was uh, enjoyable, and I like to share what I know because I want other people to feel better and enjoy their lives as well. I was going to ask you, uh, is there a need for more professionals like you uh, in the field uh, uh, or are there plenty of you? <laughs> I mean, is there room for well, we, people we to get could, into it? We could always use more ants. Yeah. Yes. And well, no, there's yeah. always a need for more um, professionals just because there's it's such a growing field and um, and people, like you said, people burn out a little bit too and so then they go do something else and so and it is And I know your caseloads are pretty high. You know, yeah, you know. they are. And you have, and like some people specialize in different, like I work with individuals 10 and older where some, I don't work with young kids and so like people specialize in that. There's a zero to five that you can specialize with that age or you sure. specialize with just adolescents or adults or, you know, special needs. I mean, there's so many different areas to focus on. So if you're going to mm-hmm. college for this, what would you, what kind of classes are you taking? You can take like a Bachelor of Arts, uh, um, uh, you can do psychology, you can do social work, 
Um, it just really kind of depends on your program and then what master's program you go you go into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in Minnesota, you can actually even have a bachelor's uh, license as well. Because I know most of you, you've, what, eight years of schooling? Uh, yeah, I, I did a different route, though, because I also went to seminary. So I have my oh. master's of divinity and then um, my master's of social work. So I have a joint master's. That, so that's why I took uh, the four years for graduate school. Oh, okay. All right. I'm special, Jay. <laughs> How about you, Anne? Would you? I have um, a bachelor's degree and then my master's, so it's six years. Okay. It's six years of schooling for my master's. Um, I have 10 months of broadcasting school. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I was curious about it's that too, Jay. It's a career. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Anne, is there something right now, if you could tell someone struggling um, right now, if, like, if it was someone, like, they're right here, and then they were struggling, wondering about things, what would you tell them? If you could get like a word of encouragement to them. I, w- I think I would really just tell them like, you can do this and you've got this and it's hard. I would really try to validate where they're coming from and the feelings that they're having because I think a lot of times in our world or in our society, people aren't validated or people aren't sure how to validate them. And so one of the things that I want to do was to let people know that, you know, I'm here. I can listen to you. I will validate you. And at the same time, I, you know, you need to help yourselves a little bit too. You know, like what can you do to help yourself? What can we do to help you? But I would be there to just really to support them and help them just be where they're at right now. Kind of like being with them where they're at rather than I'm not necessarily going to push them to change at this moment. We're going to accept them where they're at and then work on the next pace. So I would like really talk with them like that. I guess I'm talking more about rather than like I'm talking to the person, but I think the biggest thing is the relationship and I would really want to build that relationship so I could help them um, understand, you know, like, yep, I'm trustworthy. I'm a person that can help you. I can help you care. I care for you and we can kind of go from there. I think that's great, Anne. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks to our caller, too, for uh, calling in. 625-1420 every Friday in the 10 o'clock hour. We'll have uh, Marcy in here and uh, a different guest. You got people lined up? Oh, coming yeah. Up? Next week we have Olivia uh, with Minari from okay. um, downtown Mankato. So she'll be here talking about wellness and self-care. All right. I think it's a very important topic, and it affects every family uh, as much as any other thing that's going on in the world, and uh, I think it's uh, something that needs to be talked about uh, openly a little more often. And so thank you for coming in. And thank you for having doing me. Doing just that.